It may look idyllic, but the waters near Tunisia's second city of Sfax hold hidden horrors. The nets of this fishing boat, bobbing on the clear waters of the Mediterranean Sea, bring home the tragedy that's befalling so many. Seafood isn't all this man sometimes pulls aboard. We're very happy when the weather is bad because migrants cannot cross in the bad weather if they're trying to reach Europe because they may drown. Many are dying. Instead of getting fish, sometimes when I throw the nets over there, instead of getting fish, I get dead bodies. The first time, I was afraid because I'm not so tough. I was afraid and then step by step, I got used to it. After a while, getting a dead body out of my net is like getting a fish out. Have you had more bodies in your nets since then? Yes. In three days, I brought 15 dead bodies back to the beach. The first day, five, and then five, and then another five. It was too much for me. I became exhausted. Once, I found a baby's body. How is a baby responsible for anything? I was crying. You know, I was crying because of that baby. For adults, it's different, you know, because they've lived. But, you know, for the baby, it didn't see anything. And can you imagine how much it suffered? And I felt, like, guilty because I tried to bring the body to the beach, but I couldn't, because it was so small. I felt guilty because I shouldn't have tried. I should have just left her in the sea. Osama has fished these waters since he was 10 years old, when his father died of a stroke. Back then, his was one of many small fishing boats, but now, he says, many have sold their vessels for vast sums to suspected people smugglers. Many, many times, smugglers have offered me unbelievable amounts of money to sell them my boat, but I always refused because if they used my boat and someone drowned, I would never forgive myself. I wouldn't want to be involved in anything like that. When I see these dead bodies, I want to quit this job. The people smugglers never leave me alone. I come to the beach sometimes at 1 in the morning or 3 a.m. to check my boat is still there because I'm afraid they will steal it. So far this year, more than 1,100 migrants have died trying to cross the Mediterranean around half of them along this very coast near Sfax. And it's not hard to see why, because just a few minutes ago, everything was calm, and now there's a furious wind blowing. The remains of numerous small migrant boats retrieved by coast guards rust and rot. Some half submerged in water, others piled high in discarded heaps. Most of these ruined wrecks held too many people, were poorly constructed and unfit for any serious ocean travel. The writing of what's happening here is literally on the wall. It's not a case of if, more one of when the next migrants will die at sea. And here in this extended graveyard, just outside Tunisia's second city of Sfax, the holes have already been dug for the coming arrivals. Soon this cemetery will run out of room and with a number of migrant deaths expected to keep on rising, local authorities here are planning to open another graveyard entirely dedicated to migrants 
who've lost their lives at sea. Dealing with deaths on this scale is proving a problem for officials here. Many of the bodies haven't been identified, so DNA samples of each one need to be sent to Tunis for testing, so that grieving relatives will later be able to trace their loved ones. But all this takes time, and corpses have been piling up. The capacity of the hospital mortuary is a maximum of 35 to 40, which is usually sufficient. We've never needed more than that before in this region. But with all this influx of bodies, which is getting worse, it's way past the numbers we can take. Many bodies now need to be stored in a large room near the mortuary that bears a rather gruesome name. We have what we call the catastrophe room, which we keep at minus 10 degrees, which can keep the bodies in a preserved state. But the problem is we have to pile the bodies on top of each other. This makes identifying bodies via DNA very difficult. This week's disaster off the Greek coast, the worst in recent years, follows the deaths of nearly 27,000 people trying to reach Europe since 2014. Pictorial warnings like this one outside Sfax's Coast Guard officers seem to have done little to stop migrants risking their lives. Driving from the port, I pass a small group of migrants who've just given up on an attempt to cross by boat to Italy. They don't want their faces on camera, but told me the strong wind made the trip dangerous and traffickers were putting too many people in their boat. This sea of tents in central Tunis is now home to scores of sub-Saharan migrants who have settled in the city. Whole families were evicted from their homes and sacked from their jobs after a racist speech earlier this year by President Kais Said, claiming hordes of illegal migrants, his words, were invading the country, criminally bent on changing its demography. Many say they've since been brutally attacked by gangs of local youths. Some Arab boys come to attack us, but we go to the police station, the police people said, they, we should sit down, they are going to secure us. So since then, when you stay inside here, you are safe. But if you go out of here, you are not safe. If you cross the, the, the boundary or you cross here, you go anywhere out of here, you are not safe. I remove the knife, I, I block it like this. So stop if we talk to you, we'll it's the Arab the microphone This one from... is the Arab. For many foreign migrants in Sfax, there's no going home. Some have already spent all their family's own to get here and don't have the funds to go back. It's not easy with things like this. We cannot go back to our country because we don't have any money or a passport. The journey you're trying to make is very, very dangerous. Doesn't that put you off trying again? People are dying. I'm not afraid. I'm hungry. I'm starving. There's so much poverty and my parents have nothing. I don't want my children to live like that. I need to go. It seems no number of Coast Guards and a pledged billion euros of EU funding are likely to stop those determined to escape persecution or poverty in the hope of a better life. 
The tragedy is that such a basic human aspiration so often comes at such a terrible price.